When writing, you get to a point where you develop something called a writing style. Just like an art style, writing style is something you develop due to exposure to other creators. Some authors have really distinct styles that are still used today. Today, we will dive into some writing styles. I welcome you to Rolo's Writing. Welcome back. It's Marissa, and my fun fact was when I was little, I was obsessed with the movie Cars, and when I got older, I was obsessed with Frozen. Okay, I ha- I love Cars so much. Cars. It was the best, okay? Hello there, I'm Abby, and I cannot snap my fingers. Doesn't work? No, it's not. Hey, hey, my name is Liberty, and my fun fact is I cannot spell at all. So mm-hmm. we had a spelling test. I only got two of the questions right. It's it's real bad. Oh my! It's real bad. Out of how many? Do you remember that spelling test we took back in like seventh grade? It was the yeah. Oh, and Abby got like spelling bee. What place did you get, Abby? Third, I think. Yeah. I qualified for that, but I said no. I only got two right, so I was very overlooked. Well, and rightfully okay. so. Anyways, when we develop writing styles of our own, we get ideas from others. So, who are some of the authors you've used to develop your own writing style, guys? Neil Shutterman, I think I'm saying his last name right. I'm so sorry if I'm not. He is awesome. He's wrote Sight. He's wrote um, also all of the Unwind books. He's wrote mm-hmm. Dry. I love his writing so, 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 so much. And I really appreciate how he writes. He's very funny. He's very intelligent. And I love how he describes characters. And mm-hmm. his character development is awesome. What about you, Abby? Well, Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's How to Train Your Dragon, Crested Cowl, again. Is that a book? That is a book. <laughs> oh my god! It's also a movie. I was really confused I about that last movie. week. I was like, isn't that a movie? <laughs> mm, apparently it's book. books when I was like eight. Is it an old book? Uh, it's like 20 years old. And then they made a movie? So, yeah, they made a movie oh, out of it. Oh, okay. See, I thought the movie was just a movie. Yeah, me too. I never knew there was a book made for it. No. Yeah, most people do. Are you sure most people do? Don't know. Most people don't know. That's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> DreamWorks. Yeah. So that I'm some of those most people. Yeah, yeah. Marissa, do you have a favorite? A favorite author? Yeah. Um, It's hard. We'll I have to find some books over here. I forget her name. Give me a second. Colleen Coble, that's her name. What'd she write? She wrote uh, One Little Lie. It's a trilogy, and she writes all of these other series. They're like mysteries, mm-hmm. but like there can sometimes be like a little dark, and they're oh. like murder mysteries. And I think she has like really good plot. Like oh, the, okay. She does really good about that, and like describing, she does really good. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, did you guys never have to read The Giver? Oh, yeah. Never had to, but I wanted to. Oh, okay. So, Lois Lowry. Yes. I hope I'm not watching that. She also wrote Gathering Blue. I never read the rest of the series, but she's another no. author that I love mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, she is one of, she, she, like, really 
was like original on dystopian novels mm-hmm. and she is super cool and i love her writing style and yeah. it never bored me i tried to read the second book and i just like wasn't feeling it halfway through yeah i like okay <laughs> i do i really did like gathering blue though i read that back in six sixth grade so i don't remember as much as now but mm-hmm. i did like to give her more yeah the giver was good as most people do, they usually like the first book over the second mm-hmm. book. So, guys, are there any really notable writing styles that you don't necessarily base your writing off of, you can think of? Oh, I never really try to go to the funny side of things as much as I like to. Yeah, yeah I drop some jokes. The same with romance writing. I like reading it. Mm-hmm. I just find it really awkward to write it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's normal. I am a 13-year-old in eighth grade, so it's, it's <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's normal. Romance is scary. Mm-hmm. Well, like, uh, you know, authors from the Victorian era, they were so wordy. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's terrible. I hate reading. Yeah. When you have to go back, I have to do primary source analysis. Oh, yeah. And I have to read really old ones. Mm. And they drive me insane. I'm like, you could have just said this, but okay. No, you took a page to describe the water bottle or something. I don't know. Yeah, it does get kind of tiring Plastic. and stuff. And then, like, on the whole polar opposite, there's Hemingway. He has a very, very sparse writing style. Mostly dialogue. Sparse question. Oh, I love writing with dialogue. Okay, so, well, sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I love writing with dialogue. I think it gets the point across, and it really portrays the characters, because mm-hmm. I'm doing that a lot. And the, my favorite scenes that I write in Land of the Nine are the dialogue scenes. Sorry, continue, Abby. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fine. It's just like there's really not much description overall. I don't know what I am saying, but like, you sound really professional right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he uses okay dialogue tags. He uses said a lot, and when I first Almost started like a, writing, like I, a play? I could not use said. Like no, he like, said, she said. Oh. I can't. I could not use said because it is. I thought it was boring, but like said is necessary. Okay, I didn't mm-hmm. like. You can say said. I still. Okay, that's a good lesson for everyone. You can say said because yeah, it constantly okay. drives me insane. So I'm like, said, mm, gruffs. <laughs> like, I have to figure out. Yeah. I would much rather say said or says, but it just sounds boring. Mm-hmm. Gruffs, whispers, howls, hisses, barks. <laughs> just take like any animal. Screams. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> practically. Can just also put it there. Uh, dialogue tags through actions like. Hey, look at this ball I found. He pulled out a large red ball from out of out of the cluttered box. Oh, stuff like that. Oh, Hemingway right. used stuff like that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I like those. I don't too. think I've ever personally used that. I feel like I'm always just basic and say said or says. But no, I try to. I don't like description. I don't like trying to describe what characters look like. I don't like trying to describe what anything looks like. But I have to. Like, that's mm-hmm. something I'm forced to do with. And I'm really trying to work on clothing, describing clothes, because I hate describing clothing, and I know absolutely nothing about it. Mm-hmm. So, 
the land of the nine is my attempt in trying to figure out clothes. <laughs> Have you tried making all your characters wear the same thing? They could. They could. Um, Actually, yes, they kind of do. At least the time. People. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. they'd all wear gray jumpsuits or something. The girls wear white tank tops and black shorts, and the boys wear, like, a white polo and black shorts. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simplistic. Well, yeah. like, over in emotion, they wear yellow T-shirts and, like, you know, tennis skirts? Yeah. Like, white tennis skirts, like, skirts and then shorts under it. Mm-hmm. And then the boys wear khaki pants. Losers. Just saying. Losers. I'm, I made them like that, so, <laughs> I mean, I can't really tell them otherwise, but... Still. Well, I mean, you get to tell them how to be. You're the author. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Marissa, is there any notable writing styles you can think of? Notable writing styles. Okay, well, I have to first figure this out. I mean, like, there's not really a set version of... I know. Oh, you write like that? Then your writing style must be this. Oh, it's like the, like... Do you guys remember Pi back in, like, second grade where it was, like, persuasive, inform, entertain? Oh, yeah. And they never let us entertain. Yeah. They only let us persuade and inform, and it was boring. It was mostly just persuade for me. (laughs) It is a lot of persuading. And then persuade turns into an argumentative essay, Mm -hmm. which I seemed... I just never really liked persuading or informing. Mm -hmm. And we never got to do enta- entertaining, but jokes on them because entertaining's my favorite. <laughs> I feel like I'm better at like informative writing because oh right, you I can, forgot like, that you don't like it very much. I don't know. You have like an inside the box sort of thing you can do. Abby, what was your favorite piece of the pie? Okay, I like entertain a lot too. I got to do a bit of everything. Guess maybe not quite persuade as much. I don't really remember doing persuasion essays. I don't like telling people what they should believe, really. Like like people have their own opinion. Like, oh, you don't think cats are the best pet? That's okay, man. I don't like reading persuasive essays and then they don't have the opinion I have. It's like you're trying to persuade me on something and I'm totally going to disagree with you on it. And there's not much you can do to change my mind. (laughs) Ooh, did you guys ever have to read the ones about school uniforms? Yes. Like, that was definitely a one example in everything. And it was always how they shouldn't. So I went to a Catholic school for a year back in kindergarten. Absolutely mm-hmm. hated it. Like, even as a kindergartner, I just remember strongly disliking it. Yeah. And every so often, we had this day called Mismatch Day. And it's where we got to wear street clothes, as they call it. <laughs> street clothes. I know, right? Like... <laughs> I hated it, but I always showed up to school usually in a plaid little dress. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, yeah. But I hate uniforms. That's all for segment one. Rolo's writing room will return after this short break. It's getting cold out here, man. I know, I wish we weren't stuck in the ice age. This time machine sucks. You know what sucks even more? No, what? I can't even write about this. I can't write! Wait, keep doing that. Keep doing what? Not being able to write. Why? I can build a house out of your writer blocks. I can cement it with your failed ideas. That's a problem. Oh, why? Just gave me an idea. Hello there, welcome back to Rollo's Writing Room. We've already talked about how various writers have different writing styles. 
What about how they plan out their writing? So we have three types. Abby, would you like to introduce them? They're called planners, planters, and pantsers. Planners plan out their writing. Pantsers just kind of write by the seat of their pants. And planters are a mix of the two. He's penniless and flying by the seat of his pants. Handsome. Sorry. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Satisfied is like one of the best songs in Hamilton. Hamilton. But oh, so what are you guys? I'm a total pantser. <laughs> Most of my ideas come from one thing, and then it just happens. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of write. Yeah, it just kind of fills itself out. The one time I did plan, though, was for that book we had to read, The Survival Story, and my monsters turned out really good. I think my best thing that I got from that is planning my monsters out. I loved your monsters. Me too. They like, were horrifying. It was great. I, yeah, exactly. they were They were awesome. And I absolutely loved them. And actually, my friend sent Sophia. <laughs> we love Sophia. I love her so much. Um, sent me like a see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil today. And you know, it's actually from like monkey see, monkey do yeah. stuff. And I don't think she knew that because I'm like, yeah, that's where I got the idea. I just turned them into this freaky little scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which one are you, Abby? Okay, I like being a planner and knowing where I'm going, but I don't really usually write it down. I store it in my brain, which is not at all that reliable. And for the survival story, I did not really plan that out. I Oh, I didn't either. It's like, that was my tomato story. Stuff happens. His brother to- dies. Oh, I really don't know. Brother dies. Mm-hmm. Whoa. None of my characters died in that story. I should have killed I one didn't. off. There wasn't enough <gasps> characters. I killed three of them. There wasn't <laughs> enough of them to kill off. No, I killed three tomatoes. <laughs> For most of the story, it was just Yogi and Spencer. There wasn't much. Yogi, mm-hmm. I love that name so much. It's more of a dog name, but he was adorable. And he kind of did <laughs> act like a dog. So, I mean, I like knowing where I'm going. I mean, like, having a story idea not where I, knowing where it ends up is kind of, eh, not that fun for me. Ah. Like, mm-hmm. no. No. Like a story. No. You know how it starts out. You know, a weird thing that happens in the middle. Then what? I, I don't know. It's not fun. Mm-hmm. Well, the land of the night was a total pantser situation where I was literally writing a song about how time moves way too fast. Yeah, I know. So not embarrassing at all. This was Liberty Summer, guys. This, yeah, it was basically my summer. Um, and then I finally just got an idea. I started writing and realized this could be a book. And then it became one. And yeah. it wasn't even going to turn into a dystopian. Then it did. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't even going to be, like, anything towards war. Now it is. Oh, it's a war now? And it wasn't going to be any type of romantic thing. Now it is. (laughs) I think I want to read this. You do. It's awesome. I think I want to read this. The only problem is I switch between past tense too much (laughs) i know it's a problem my dad got after me about it too you're not the only one you know the one i talked about in the first episode the mistletoe and stuff Mm -hmm. now i have a new story idea so you have a new one yeah i mean it's not 
technically new. It's been around longer than the mistletoe story. Because, oh, like, like, last year, that. one of my friends told me, you should make a story about an architect that builds a bridge to jump off of it. And I was like, no, that's literally the most idiotic thing that I've ever heard. So, like, he builds, like, a suicide bridge? No. I mean, yeah. I kept the bridge. The bridge is still there. The architect is still there. But so far, the architect does not jump off the bridge. Well, Some guy named Jacob gets stuck in a storage closet, though. Hmm. Jacob, man. I think the architect locked him in there. I mean, it's all. We don't know. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Read to find out, guys. (laughs) Oh, yes. Nefarious Nano. Oh, We have what? Like three weeks? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Three weeks and counting, guys. We are so ready. So ready. So, so ready. But we're reading Wild Bird right now. Wild Bird. That's really fun. It's awesome. And Ren reminds me a lot of Hina. Like, um. Mm -hmm. Your character. Rilla's going to kill me, but I can't remember. Wendelin Van Drayden. Marissa. (laughs) You're welcome, Liberty. Thank you for saving me. But yes, her writing is a lot like mine. It's kind Mm -hmm. of freaky. And I think I'll have to read more of her books in the future. Yeah, I think I want to read The Peach Rebellion. Yeah, Rilla keeps hyping it up. Yeah. I think I need to read it. And Ren's a lot like Hina, like mm-hmm. a lot like Hina, and it's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, Wild Bird is really good. I love Wild Bird. We definitely <laughs> recommend it. We so. definitely recommend it. Yeah, Rilla needs to read more of it though. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for him. But we also have work in class. I already. know, but like, <laughs> like, but like, uh, forming our stories and getting writing ideas and forming our own writing styles, we have to read. Yeah. And that's why we have the 40 book challenge. And that's mm-hmm. why he's reading Wild Bird, which I love so much. <laughs> he reads for like 45 minutes a day. I want him to read yeah. more though. We also get to uh, color while we Oh listen. yeah, we do. We do get to color. And I love coloring because it helps us be more focused. He read in a study because that's yeah. just mm-hmm. who it's he fun. is. Exactly. That's Rolo. That's Rolo. Marissa, what's it like being a planter and a pantser? Did I planner <laughs> a planter. Oh, 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 plant. So I personally think I'm a planter because I like to have an outline, but still have a bit of freedom when I'm writing. So like, oh. I don't have every single chapter planned out. There might be like a surprise chapter in there, but there's like the general idea. Yeah, I have a surprise chapter because it takes a break from like a big chunk that happened. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a relief chapter. It's just a bunch of dialogue between Lex and Hina. Y'all get to meet Lex. He's awesome. Lex. I like that name. Isn't it a cool name? I lo- mm-hmm. Sorry, I love my character's names, <laughs> but it takes a lot of searching mm-hmm. and scanning. Yeah, I think I have my main character's name. And I <gasps> love it. You have, to, you have to. Her Marissa. name? Marissa. Ebony. Ebony! Oh. It means archer. Yeah. And I love it. When I was Marty the Zebra in Madagascar, it's not even a flex anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I got to play a zebra in a musical, and it was a junior musical, and it was at the LT. Um, But, yeah, I have to go, and this was my least favorite line because I had to go high pitch on it. Mm -hmm. I go, gonna give a good sheen to the ebony. And then I sang Ivory really high pitched, and I messed it up every single time. (laughs) And it really sucked. (laughs) Well, that's okay. In the past, Liberty. You're right, Marissa. It is in the past, so I should get over it. Look to the future. Look to the future. I really suck at doing that, though. (laughs) 
Don't worry, the future is NaNoWriMo, so you're going to be exactly. I'm actually looking forward to this future of mine. Yes. <laughs> so, thanks for joining us today on Rolo's Writing Room. We'll now be switching over to Sage Wisdom. Bye. Have you seen this dog? I can't draw, but he's about one foot tall. His name is George. Don't call him that. He's white. If you see him, do not make eye contact. He has been off of his meds for more than 24 hours, so he will quite literally try to remove your ankles from your body if you do. If you see him, I do not want him back. Call animal control as soon as possible. Best wishes, Gertrude R. Welcome to Sage Wisdom with your host, Sage. I'm wearing fake glasses today, so I feel smart. Anyways, we have with us Reed. How you doing, Reed? I'm doing okay. All right, that's great. So we'll be talking about the challenges of NaNo, the 40-book challenge, being a gifted student, and more today. So let's get into it. Um, what are your ideas for your NaNoWriMo book? So my original idea was, I mean, I stuck to this idea, but it was to do a novel about this diving team that goes on a diving trip like for marine biology to study sharks and the different animals out there for an expedition and their boat engine dies about halfway out to where they need to be oh, and they're just stuck no. out there oh no that <laughs> so they just like figure out how to survive out there and figure out how to get back huh that is that is a solid idea i read this book last year a lot of us read it um it was raft and oh, yeah. that kind of introduced me to the idea of, you know, being lost at sea. And that is so scary. Actually, that is pretty spooky, needless yeah. <laughs> to say. I mean, we know, like, what, 20% of the ocean? Like, 10% yeah. maybe? We know more about space than we do the ocean. Yeah, and that's like, huh? Okay, so, unrelated question. How are you managing to stay on task while you're writing or working on your, well, working on your nano concepts? I honestly don't know how I stay on task. I just kind of... Whenever I'm writing, if I go to off topic or I start thinking about something random and then I just stop working, I start like talking to myself and telling myself to get back to work just to try to get myself to do whatever. <laughs> I have like really bad ADHD when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like I'm like, but there's so many better things I could do right now. I don't want to do this. Even though it's like something I'd enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Back on the topic of, like, trying not to procrastinate on the 40-book challenge, you know? Like, how are you How are you coming along with that? For me, whenever I get home, I, I just, like, read a book. <laughs> and I, I just read a little bit of my book each day, so I just do that. How far How far along are you? I'm between 600 and 800 pages around that area. So, like, 700 pages. Yeah. <laughs> like, just a fair guess. Yeah. 600, 800. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, really impressive that you're able to just, like, take out that time in your day to just be like, I'm going to read. Right now, I'm going to read. It's not my choice. My dad just, like, walks up into my room just like, are you playing games or are you doing homework? I'm like, I'm doing homework. He's like, after, after you do your homework, read your book. So read your book. Just, the way like, he said that. Read your book. Read your book. <laughs> Is there, like, any specific book that you're looking for, like, or a specific genre you're trying to read for the 40 book? Most of the books I read are either realistic fiction, historical fiction, or just anything historical? Historical. I think doing historical fiction is like, it's so, how are you going to approach this one? Because 
um, my mom was telling me about this. She read this book, and it was about a girl. I could not tell you the name. I do not remember it. But it was about this girl, and she was before Helen Keller. But she had lost all of her senses except for touch. And she had learned how to, like, speak and everything before, like, w- just by touch. And this was historical fiction. So they used her as, like, the base for this book. But mm-hmm. the thing was, the way they did this book was they made, like, major plot points and at the end of the, in, like, the author's notes, they were just like, yeah, so, like, none of that was true. She just kind of lived her life. Because it was, like, this big thing where she had a lover and she thought she had a child with it, but she didn't, I guess. It was it was weird, but she didn't. And then when the child came back, who was not actually her child, was like, can I have your money since I'm your, your child? And she was like, yeah, because you're my child. But this lady is blind. She's deaf. She can only, like communicate through like sign and all that so it was just terrible and then you get to the end it's just none of that was true yeah that would definitely be like why in the world would you want to give everyone your money even if there is your child still like yeah. <laughs> the point still stands rollo's writing room is taking place from the advanced ela class of yeah. in eighth grade what is the experience of being dubbed as like a gifted reader or the advanced kid <laughs> when it comes to reading well it doesn't feel that different like during school but, like, if I'm ever hanging out with my friends and they're working on homework or I help them with homework, they're stuck on a problem and I just, bam, get it done and just, like, a breeze. They ask me why I'm smart. I'm like, I'm just smart. And, like, you're one of the gifted kids, aren't you? I'm like, oh, yeah. probably, yeah. Have you, how long have you been in, like, the advanced class or been told you weren't, like, advanced? I was told when I was advan- that I was advanced in about fifth grade by my mom. Like, she actually told me that I was, but I was put in the gifted label class since like second or third grade i just didn't know why is like was there any like extra stress put on you or like extra requirements you felt you needed to uphold not really they were just the normal class it was just different kids put in different classes just by the group fair enough (laughs) i feel like there's a bunch of different ways that you could approach having a gifted class and i think rollo's doing it really well he's not expecting us to do more but he's not expecting us like he's challenging us but not to the point where we're like okay this is too much what are we doing like yeah i feel like i do that by myself enough so (laughs) i think i'm good what are you thinking now this is something that i like to do i've talked about this i've touched on this topic a few times in the in the past about like titles and everything so what are you considering like the title for your book being i have two ideas currently one is 45 miles out and the other is in the deep blue Ooh, that is good 45 miles i really like that one i think that one's good is there like any specific character trait you've given one of your characters that will contribute to the book? In this book, a few of them have like physical or mental disabilities. Like one of them is partially blind, where he can only see blurred images without his glasses, Ooh, that would suck. and he loses his glasses on the boat ride. Oh, like he just drops them, no. and um, <laughs> for the whole time, he just goes by like blurred images and like feeling around. Oh, that's so solid, man. Yeah. He's, <laughs> And there's this other guy. He I can't remember what I did to him, but like I think he's paralyzed. I can't remember I exactly <laughs> what I did, but he he's doing something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's paralyzed from like the waist down, something about that. Have you like looked into? Well, if they're going diving, is there like a specific way you were thinking of having that play out? You know what I mean? If d- paralyzed from the waist down, is there like any? sort of machine that he would be able to use or like that you've looked into that you could write into the book well the machine that he uses in order to be able to swim the same way that the rest of them do is he has these little propeller things that are in his boots 
that help him just like propel himself through the water without having to use his hands. That is like weirdly futuristic. Yeah. Is there like a specific genre that you've been wanting to write or you've been, if you like change your idea, what's a specific genre that you would want to write about or try to write about? Probably either science fiction. Solid. Or (laughs) like dystopian. Because dystopian is pretty fun to write about sometimes. They're like... I feel like there's there's a fine line between them, but they're also, like, in certain ways, you can see some similarities. Like, a lot of times in dystopian, it's in the future. There's a lot of futuristic things. There's a lot of futuristic plot details. And that's the same thing with science fiction. But there's also, like, obviously there's a fine line. But with dystopian, it's you can manipulate this world into being your own thing. How are you, th- like, thinking of approaching that? Like, what is the difference between, our, like, our world now and your dystopian world? See, whenever I write dystopian things, I just think about some, like, if there's something wrong with, like, the world, like, different politicians or something, like, they're not getting along. I think about that, and if it went really, 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 really wrong. Oh, like, apocalyptic wrong? Yeah, like, apocalyptic wrong. Apocalyptic books. Man, that's that's the one, I'm trying to write an apocalyptic book for NaNoWriMo, and... It is a struggle because it's like, how are we going to do the apocalypse? How is that going to how is that going to start? Because I'm trying to do like nuclear warfare, but how do you pull that off? <laughs> how do you how do you manipulate the world into doing that? You know, what I, I mean? honestly don't know how I manipulate it. My brain just like, all right. So if this happens and this and this and this and this is going to happen. It's I so like it's just like, you know, whenever you're like in shower thoughts or something like that and you're just like, all right. And you just, like, make up your own little fake little, like, world yeah. where things happen. It's kind of yeah. like that. I get it. Um, I think with a lot of writing, with a five-paragraph essay, let's use this as an example. Yeah. There's your thesis. And mm-hmm. I recently learned this because of my own five-paragraph essay, where your thesis, if you don't get a solid thesis, you're not going to get a solid rest of it. And it's kind of like a book. If you don't get a solid first idea or base idea, you're not going to get a very solid rest of the book. Yeah. Like, your first chapter can be fine, but if you don't slowly build that entire idea of the world and create it as you read the book, then it's going to be, wait, what happened? Huh? What's, huh? What? <laughs> like, I am left feeling like that after a lot of books. Anyways, is there any, like, thing specifically you'd like to talk about with, like, books or anything like that? Or writing or something similar? Maybe the writing because just coming up with the idea took forever for me to figure out what I want to write about. Because uh, my three options were dystopian, science fiction, or just normal fiction. And I chose normal fiction because I just figured, I mean, hey, it can fall under it can fall several under different categories. Genre at yeah. that point, I mean, starting off with just fiction, I th- it, it does help to not categorize yourself as fast. Yeah. Is there like a specific author you've been reading a lot or? Not really. I just like go to the library. I'm like, all right, what history books are here? But like. World War Two in that area. I just like grab whatever books I can find. Do you do you read a lot of nonfiction? Yeah, I read a good amount of it. I have never like, I've never enjoyed nonfiction. And last year, our social studies teacher, not saying names, he was rambling about how much he liked nonfiction because they didn't like with nonfiction you couldn't focus on the little bits and make two pages worth of stepping onto your lawn. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I disagree. It's a lot of world building, you know, that goes into fiction. See, for someone in eighth grade, making stepping onto your long two pages really helps with that word count. <laughs> it does. It does. It, fa- it very much does. With 
the NaNoWriMo challenge, we have to write like a thousand something pages per day. So if I could just no, not it, pages, words. No, words. I meant words. I meant words. I had to write a thousand some pages Bro, per day. If we'd, so, if I have other problems, if I'm able to take up two pages worth of step it onto a lawn and I can make it look good, then that is fine with me. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> it's okay. Are you like intimidated by the idea of a thousand pages? I mean, a thousand words a day. A, a thousand words. Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> a thousand words. I mean, seeing how most of the essays I've done are like 600 to 800 pages, and they've taken me like a week, and I have to do more than that each Pages? Day. No, words, sorry. <laughs> See? <laughs> I was like, huh? What? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for being on here with me, Reeb. Yep. And... That is all from me today. Thank you for joining me at Sage Wisdom. Hope you have a good rest of your day, and bye-bye. Bye. Rolo's Writing Room is a production of the 8th grade advanced English class at River Valley in beautiful Caledonia, Ohio, starring Abby, Marissa, Liberty, and Sage, with special guest Reed, jingle by Haven, music by Keith Whitty, and artwork by Sage. We would also like to thank our lovely teacher Rolo and the staff of River Valley for making this possible. See you next time.